0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. This uh, is a, kind of a momentous day for me um, because it was. 40 years ago on this very day that i was ordained to the diaconate at saint paul's cathedral on my way on uh, as uh, as the beginning of my uh road to priesthood not at the beginning but a beginning of the ordained part of that uh at that time the bishop of oklahoma who was then uh, uh bishop Gerald McAllister, had made a decision that was very different. And the decision was, most of the time, you are ordained, if you're a pri- going to be a priest, they ordained you to the diaconate, and six months later, you were ordained to the priesthood. He decided that everybody needed to serve a year as a de- deacon before being ordained to the priesthood, and so that was, that that came to me, and that's what happened. Uh, as well as everyone else uh, uh, during the time of his episcopacy. So uh, it was an interesting time because it was different. It wasn't the way that uh, we had always known it. And that was to become simply the first of many differences that took place in the church, actually had begun before then. I want uh, to mark at this point our gospel lesson for today, uh, where Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to be, bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household and he goes on with other things like whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me and those other very disturbing things that are attributed to Jesus some of those things uh... i wonder i've been doing this for forty years you see (laughs) and i have been reflecting on scripture and immersed in prayer, and I have uh, come to a place where I've come to recognize what I think are uh, the various aspects that make up our holy scriptures. There's a tendency for us to say that our holy scriptures are the written down words of God. Okay, there, there, there's that tendency, and that has never been the case. Uh, at my ordination, I signed a statement that I believe the Holy Scriptures to be the Word of God. But the understanding of that is a very, is one of those things we all deal with. We understand that part of it has to do with. Uh, a good deal of scripture has to do with the experience of God's people and how they experienced it. It's not through God's eyes. It's through our eyes that a lot of these things come into our scriptures. There were no microphones in the time of Jesus. There most likely was not someone following Jesus around, writing down all of his words. Very few people wrote. Reading and writing were two separate skills. Some people could learn to read but never knew how to write. And so it was the scribes, who, were, who had that skill and wrote down and copied scriptures and did things like that and so on. But the point is that I want to make is that some of the things I think that we hear in this passage from the lips of Jesus sure do sound a whole lot like the experience of the early church as it was emerging. And every single one of those things was true. Every single one. Families were divided over Jesus. You, you had people being thrown out of the synagogues. This was, that was their community. That was life. There was no life outside of the community. That was the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And it was happening to Christians left and right. Those who followed the teachings of Jesus. They did not see themselves as being separate from the community. They saw themselves as being perfectly Jewish. And taking part and doing all of these things. But also understanding what Jesus was leading them to. And for that... The people who did not like to see change coming reacted pretty violently. Sometimes it cost people their lives. And we hear in this very much that that thing. Take up your cross and follow Jesus is certainly a saying of the early church as it faced the perils and dangers and of the later church and so on, even to this day. Take up your cross. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. In fact, that has been true again and again and again. As we follow Christ, we begin to experience things and understand things in a different light than we once did. Let me go back to my experience. As a young person growing up in the Episcopal Church, we had a prayer book. It was a beautiful prayer book. It was the prayer book. I mean, Jesus himself wrote this prayer book. It was the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, which, of course, was a revision from an earlier Book of Common Prayer, which was a revision from an earlier Book of Common Prayer, and so on. Each one, people thought, this is it. It can't get any better than this. (laughs) And during my young years in in, in the church, a new prayer book came about the 19 what became the 1979 beforehand there were all kinds of different uh trial texts and liturgies and things like that that we went through and it was just a very a time of great disturbance in the episcopal church because you can't mess with our prayer book now the thing had only been there for you know 40 years or so about the time i've been ordained how about that but to us, it was, it was that. There were also a whole lot of other things that were true in the church when I was a young person. Women did not serve on vestries. What? What are you talking about? What's wrong with you, Bill? What do what, what you say? No, really. That's the way it was. As ordained by God. You see, when we, the more we hold on to the things that we're comfortable with, the more we're going to be challenged. That needs to be one of the ways in which you understand the Scripture. And there's a whole lot of things that we have held on to. Of course, in my time, I have seen women ordained to the priesthood, consecrated as bishops, become presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church. These things were unimaginable in the church of my youth. Boy, is the church a better place because of it? Oh, my goodness, it is so much better. And I was one of the people as a young man who said, no, this is wrong, we can't do this. I did. There are people who knew me back then. One of them is sitting right there, yeah. Yeah, Laura Opper, she knew me in my college days. and as i grew with the church and became began to understand what god was leading us to i began to realize that i needed to let go of the things that i was used to so that i could be open to the new life we are being called to and you see that's what it's all about the premise of a book that I'm writing that has to do with dying, but that's a different sermon. That's not this one. It's kind of, a, kind of the same though. It is the same in a lot of ways. It is an important piece that we come to understand that sometimes we have to let go of the way we've always understood things in order for the next step to take place which is going to take us to a much better place than we were before. You see we think that God created the heavens and the earth and it was a done deal perfect. Well it was in a sense but he wasn't finished with it yet. God was not finished with creation and all that has gone on is a continuation of creation. And a lot of what we are about is that continuation of creation. We are co-creators with God in this world. That is a spiritual truth from scripture. We are co-creators. And that means we, we have to grow along with the way things are growing. And every step of the way, people have been divided. They like the way that it was. We don't want that to change. Everything was fine. Why are we messing with it? Well, because it might have been fine, but it ain't the finished product and we're moving forward and now forty years later more challenges than you could ever imagine in our society in our world all around as we come to a deeper understanding of what it means to be human in this world as we come to understand the full intricacy and complexity of human life in this world. It's much more complex. We like things to be simple. There's this, there's that, and that's the way it should be. Well, no. There's lots. Or as my, uh, one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Harry Chapin, wrote a song I've, I've quoted it before in, in, in this context, but I'll quote it again, uh, about a little boy who was, it was art, time for art, and, and, uh, and so he started drawing pictures of, of, of flowers, and they were beautiful flowers, there was all different kinds of colors and everything, and the teacher said, no, you know, there are, flowers are red, and green leaves are green, and there's no way to see flowers any other way than the way they always have been seen. But the little boy said, there's so many colors in the rainbow, so many colors in the morning sun, so many colors in a flower, and I see everyone. And the little boy was punished for speaking against the teacher like that. The song goes on, and and uh it, it has a kind of a sad ending because the boy goes moves to a dunder school at some point there's a wonderful happy teacher who says there's so many colors in the rainbow so many colors in the morning sun so many colors in the flower let's use everyone but the little boy just made his flowers in rows of green and red because that was beaten into him great metaphor for how we begin to understand ourselves and what we are called to, called to experience the fullness of God's presence in this world and in our lives. Yes, it's going to cause some difficulties for us because we like to hold on to what we know, but we're called to let go. I promise you that when you let go, your suffering lessens a whole lot. A whole lot, exponentially. And in a sense, that's what is being said here. Accept the fact that there is change. Accept the fact that God is bringing new understanding into our lives about who we are. With one truth that continues. You are of far more value than you ever could imagine to God, who loves you in every color and hue imaginable, who loves you no matter what, who is bringing you to perfection. this is the faith that we are to proclaim from the housetops and uh, throughout the land not in secret we're going to proclaim it this congregation happens to be a really good example of proclaiming that kind of understanding to the world i know i've sat here and watched it rarely is there a time that i sit in 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 in, in the chairs right there during a service that I don't start getting tears because of what I see in this place. You're doing a great job. Continue doing that fantastic job. Yes, there will be detractors. Yes, there will be people who may very well hate you for your acceptance of God's love in all different manners. but we go on because we know all of us are gonna get there together eventually. And there is plenty of room for change and a narrow-minded little boy from Tulsa, Oklahoma can actually come to see light in a new way, let go of the old, embrace where we are being led and come to understand that the love of God through Jesus Christ is the most important thing. And yes, for that I will pick up my cross and follow. Amen.